You want to tap into your intrinsic power. Dig deep. On a journey to your highest self, dig deep. Dig past the fossilized negative thoughts, doubt, and fear. Get ready to rediscover your gold as Reverend Jackie and her guests drop their golden nuggets. This is Digging Deep Podcast, an extension of the Gold Rush Women's Conference and produced by Chauval and more NFP. This is the Digging Deep Podcast, and I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Jacqueline Trish Atkins, known as Reverend Jackie. Digging Deep Podcast is produced by Chauval and Moore, and Chauval and Moore exists to bring men and women to a new or renewed awareness of their intrinsic greatness, to remind them of their great value. We call it the gold they were born with. Also, Chauval and Moore produces the Gold Rush Women's Conference, again, to enable women to recognize they are gold mines, and using effective tools, they can unearth their gold nuggets and create their desired and deserved life experiences. Today's golden guest is the right Reverend Lola Wright. She is a Chicago original, born and raised in Chicago. And she is the CEO and spiritual director of Bodhi Spiritual Community. Mm. Lola engages change agents and explorers locally and around the world. But what I really like is that she's a fierce and loving leader and absolutely individual transformation and collective awakening are her trademarks. She is a master excavator of the subconscious mind, the soul, and she serves humanity in a whole host of ways, but also through a devotional practice to liberation. She is the founder of Normal White People. It's a platform designed to deconstruct racism among white-identified people. She's also the, a member of the Leadership Council of the Association for Global New Thought, uh, founded by her friend and mentor Michael Bernard Beckwith of Agape in, in Los Angeles. And she recently, in May of 2019, was a TEDx Chicago speaker. I love that she always lifts up that she a self-described mama bear with four kids and with a loving husband that they together are committed to learning with and uh, through each other and see their partnership as their greatest transformational tool. Now, Lola's powerful presence is an exquisite experience of passion, purpose, and practice and was experienced as such when she presented at the Gold Rush Women's Conference 2019 in March. So I am happy to say welcome, Lola, to Digging Deep Podcast. I am so happy to be here with one of my very favorite human beings, the Reverend Dr. Jackie Atkins. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Great. Thank you for joining us. We have a few minutes to really have you highlight some of the really great, I mean, gold nuggets, tools, key messages, I don't care how you term them, that you shared with the women on March 30th when when Mm. you had everyone shouting and moving and clapping and listening and writing notes. And if you you could see the video, it's like, oh, my God, they were really into it. 
So why don't you share now what, what were some of the things that were really critical as, as in, in what you call and what you live for, seeing people move into transformational processes? So I feel like one of my great gifts in this human experience is to say the thing that people don't want to say. That has gotten me in a lot of trouble over my lifetime, but it, I have learned to hone that skill, and it serves me, and I think it serves the people that I support. So one of the things that I invited us to consider at the conclusion of the Gold Rush Conference was, you know, it's, it's really tempting and seductive to come together in a gathering as infectious as the Gold Rush Conference is and really leave soaring high. The challenge can be twofold. One is we can find ourselves crashing because oh. we don't have like a sustainable uh, way to integrate what we have learned during our time mm -hmm. together. And mm -hmm. the other piece is that we oftentimes don't develop what I call structures for fulfillment such mm. that the dream you desire even has a chance of coming to fulfillment. You know, it's like, mm. you know, this stuff isn't like uh, magic in terms of like rainbows and unicorns. I mean, it's, it's really a co-creative process to bring your dreams to form. And in that process, we have to get honest about what may be getting in our way and or what we need such that the dream may be fulfilled. The structures for fulfillment. That, that's, that's, a powerful, that's a powerful concept because, as you just said, it's not magic. There is yes. a process that must be followed. And so the structures for fulfillment can you talk a little bit more about what, what would that look like for people, for, for a woman who was <clears throat> looking to do some kind of transforming in her, in her personal, professional, financial life? What would that look like? Yeah, so there were two questions that I put forward to the group of women that we were exploring this with. The first was, what obstacles do you anticipate in realizing this dream? And what I invited everyone to consider is that that question provokes a kind of sobriety that can be perceived perhaps as less fun, less inspiring, but I am a big believer in the value of sobriety. And so if we can get honest with ourselves around the obstacles that we anticipate in realizing this dream, we can then move forward with a plan. So, you know, some of the obstacles may be my own personal habits. You know, I just came from the gym. I haven't been to the gym in a year. As a general statement, I don't like working out. I've talked to you about this. I, I, I don't, first of all, I love my work, so I will work as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And to me, things like going to the washroom or taking a shower while I do them, um, find they, they can sort of occur as like, um, you know, inconvenience. Well, those things only take a few minutes. Working out is like an hour. But I have to be honest about myself. If a dream that I have is a particular way that I get to experience my body, it mm -hmm. is not magic. I have to right. have a commitment. And so the obstacle becomes my mindset around working out. 
So if my mindset is it's no fun, I don't like it, you know, I have to pay for parking when I go to the gym, I don't want to do that, I like to take a shower in the morning, not later in the day, you know, it's like blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. (laughs) That is an obstacle in realizing my dream. You know, that's just one micro example. Another obstacle yeah, go well, ahead. Well, let me just say, and in that obstacle, well, first let me say, I'm going to get you a tennis racket. I'm back into tennis, and it is so lovely. You really <laughs> want to do it. <clears throat> but anyway, but in that obstacle, and looking at that obstacle, it's so interesting you mentioned it, because the minute you said obstacle, my whole mind just kind of stopped. <laughs> mm. So, mm. so the, the issue, as, as I have this big dream, it's been given to me, and I've come from a conference, and they've given me all kinds of confirmation that I can make it happen, and then somebody mentions obstacle, and I'm like, oh, no, no, no. And Mm. so what you said is you've identified some obstacles, and our first identifying those obstacles is important, and then we need to be able to counteract those obstacles without them just sitting us down. Yeah, and part of that is also getting honest with ourselves. Like the only obstacles that really ever are, exist are those that are self-imposed. I mean, that is really uh, so, that's the good news, right? Like we can actually take 100% responsibility for the lives that we want to create. And then I have to get radically honest about the obstacles that I put in my way towards the fulfillment of my dream. Like, I have many dreams. You know, I have a dream for an evolving body of work. But if I surround myself by naysayers, I'm going to experience a lot of obstacles. Now, who got into an agreement with all these naysayers? I did. So then I have to get (laughs) honest with myself about who I surround myself with. So we have to do an inventory of our obstacles such that we may have a sober relationship with the fulfillment of our dreams. Awesome. Awesome. So that was, that was the first question that I asked everyone. Now, the second question that I asked everyone is, what resources do you desire to support the fulfillment of this dream? Very simply stated, do you know what you need for this dream to be made manifest? And are you willing to ask for what you need for this dream to be made manifest? So, you know, like we're going through a, a, a complete redesign as an organization at Bodhi. One of the things that I need is someone who understands that which I am deeply passionate about teaching and has a skill set in instructional design so that I can create a new body of curriculum. That mm-hmm. is a need I have. Once I got clear on that need, isn't it funny that that person showed up right away? Mm, awesome. Awesome example, so too. Our dreams can be very lofty, and if we aren't clear around what some concrete action steps and resources are for the fulfillment of that dream, we will stay in a sort of fairyland mentality and then wonder why our dream isn't coming forward because we haven't taken responsibility for getting clear and honest and then stepping into action to ask for what we need. Let me ask you, how did, how did you, what steps, what, what, what activities that you used to come into clarity 
about your needs? Well, that's a great question. Um, number one, I have the skill set to write curriculum, but I don't have the desire to write curriculum. So I have to be okay. honest about that because if I spend Good. my time and energy doing things that do not bring me alive out of some kind of sacrificial context, it's going to likely take multiples of the amount of time it would otherwise take, and it likely won't be done as well because I'm not on fire about doing it. So I have to first get honest, what do I really want to do? You know, I've spent many years creating what other people want. And it doesn't, it doesn't, not that those things have to be mutually exclusive. I believe that I can create what I want and it can fulfill a desire that others have. But if I am not really clear on what I'm up to and what I'm committed to, it is a recipe for resentment. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's a lot in what I just said. You it, know, it, it, it is very, because I was sitting here saying if we were actually looking at each other, I would raise my hand up for a high five because the statement mm. you made in terms of not that you can or cannot do, but what sets you on fire and being yes. sure that you don't burn yourself out doing what you can do, but what you're not called to do. As That's opposed right. to looking at that as a need that you need to get fulfilled and move forward with what you're called to do. So yeah. I would absolutely give you a high five. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Lot. Definitely would. Definitely would. I mean, I know one of the books that you are uh, studying right now with your community is The Big Leap, which is written by a guy named Gay Hendricks, and it's one of the books from which I teach. And one of the things that he talks about is get clear on what your zone of genius is, mm -hmm. excellence, competence and incompetence. Mm -hmm. You want to move more and more into your zone of genius. When you're operating in your zone of genius, your energy goes up. There is a mm -hmm. sense of aliveness. Time and space disappear. You know, I think part of the part of the sobriety check is like, are you sure this is your dream? Or are you working towards some dream that someone told you should be your dream? You know, like I had to get honest recently. Everybody's been telling me for years, Lola, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. You need to write a book. It's going to be a great, you know, piece for you. It's going to be like a strategic effort for you. It's going to give you credibility. Now, I'm a good writer. I like to write. But I don't have a longing for a book to be out. So writing this book has been, like, not fun for me at all. Yeah. Well, I yeah. said yes to write a book because everybody else told me it was a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I would rather write a TV show or a podcast or, you know, so why am I writing a book? Just because everybody told me that's what you're supposed to do when you have a platform? So, so what you have said to everyone who's listening is be careful. Make sure that your desire, your calling – is truly coming from within you and it's not That's being right. guided and developed by your five senses or what your best friend is doing or what, the, uh, what another person is doing who seemingly is doing similar work that you're doing. And that That's is right. so critically important because that will inevitably bring you dissatisfaction, push it aside, and, and, and what you're called to do, again, what you're indwelling, what, what your higher self, however you want to frame it, is telling you, you're not hearing. Yes, absolutely, 
it you know you said something on on March thirtieth something that something that stirs in you makes you alive. The world is waiting to receive, and that's mm-hmm. another way of thinking about what you just said. The world yeah. is waiting for what you have. That's right. Don't allow the world to tell you what you're to do. <laughs> the world That's is waiting it. for what you have. Don't allow That's the world it. to tell you what to do. And and for me, and I, a point I did not mention in 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 bringing bringing you onto the podcast was your love. You say your love of human beings inspires her meditation practice, mm-hmm. which I I think I, I had to get tickled when I read that because. <laughs> Human beings will make you meditate, won't they? <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I know that I know that's will. not maybe what you meant. But in in terms of what we're speaking about now, I I would encourage people to try to figure out meditation. It's nothing spooky. Take five minutes, sit down, set your set your phone so it goes off in five minutes, and just sit still and start doing yeah. that on some kind of daily way so that you can know what it is that you're called to do. You can know what, what's staring in you. You can know what's, what's making you alive, what your calling yeah. is. Otherwise, you will be subject to what everybody says, no matter, even though they're not being mad, bad, they think they're doing you a favor. But in right. fact, you know, it well may be blocking your truth and why you're here. Yeah. Ah, Lola, so much, so much, so much to talk about. And so much wisdom that you have. We thank you for joining us uh, and and sharing the tidbits that you shared, the powerful highlights of what was said to the women on March 30th. And um, any final words you want you want to drop in into the pot before we just roll on into the next time. You know, the thing that I, I I you know just to reiterate something you said earlier. There is a unique idea of and for each person's life on the planet. And only you can do life the way you do life. Only you can bring forward the gifts that you are here to bring forward. And the more you hone those gifts, the more you develop yourself and release what I called that day as the congestion, the stuff that's clogging you up, from being your most magnificent mm. self, the greater ability you have to have the kind of impact I think all human beings fundamentally desire. That's good. That is good. And that is a powerful uh, statement to close on. For all of you who are listening, if you have any questions about what you've heard today, go to our website at goldrushwomensconference.com and send us an email. That's Gold Rush Women's with the E, with the E-S, W-O-M-E-N-S, conference.com, and send us an email. And remember to use your thoughts and feelings to make a golden day, just because you can. And only then, in you, when you've had this golden day created in your mind, do you dare to speak words or take any action. See you the next time.